So we're just saying that uh, Stephanie is a uh, Kentucky, what are they called? The Kentucky what? Wildcat fan? The Wildcats. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and do they play basketball there or what? No. Yes, they play, they they play basketball. Are they yeah. any good at it? Or? They're pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a big fan, are you? I am. I love Kentucky basketball. Uh -huh. I bleed blue, as they say. You, you do? You <laughs> I bleed, do. Do you watch every game? And all Not that? every game, but I try to make an effort to. Um, my uh -huh. dad and I will watch together. Um, not like physically together, but we'll watch. You're not the physically games. together. Right. So my dad lives in Kentucky. So you're spiritually together. <laughs> for spiritually the games? together, yes. Uh, how are they ranked this year? I don't know. I don't pay attention to those rankings very much. Why not? That's kind of important. Isn't it? I don't care about it. I just don't. Who do they always come in second to in the rankings? They're usually first, but this year I don't know. Yeah. Um, Was it North usually Carolina? Duke. Duke, or, yeah. I don't know, Michigan State maybe started out ranked really? pretty high last year. And last year. I don't know about this year. John, you probably, yeah, you're a basketball fan, John. Where is Kentucky Yeah, I, I haven't really been paying attention. John? <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Okay. It's too right. early. The election, I think, has been pulling a lot of people's attentions away yeah. from other things. Uh, well, it should be on basketball, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you know? Fair. Live from Madison, Wisconsin's High Noon Saloon. Cold beer, hot music, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And nothing wrong with that. It's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know? Brought to you by Borukim's Oriental Rugs of Madison. Once you go Bijar, you never go back. Persian B-I-J-A-R.com. Tell Albert Michael sent you. Very nice rugs. And by the Wisconsin Best Greenhouse Company. Anywhere. Sales, installations, lighting, and repairs for anything you're growing. Check them out at WisconsinGreenhouseCompany.com. In today's show, Malodua enthralls us with their French swing and Hawaiian music. To my right is John Tulin, keyboards and offhand remarks. By his side, that stand-up guy on stand-up bass, Jeff Hammond. Straight ahead, so to speak, Lyle Anderson, Carol Honor, and phone answer. And myself, most definitely, Stephanie Lee. And now, the man who wanted to go to Canada if it weren't north, Michael Feldman. Yeah, hey. to go north to go to Canada. How are you? Pretty good then? Looking good. How are things? I'm talking to you people here. Yes, you're sitting in a tavern early in the afternoon before really they usually open, I think. Nice to have you here. Things going pretty well? Yeah? You're not at homecoming. This is homecoming today in, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And are you, are you going? Anyone going to the game? Okay, doesn't matter. <laughs> We're good. Nice to have you here. I'm here, of course, with uh, John Tuline on the piano, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Jeff Hammond on the bass. Thank you. <laughs> and Stephanie Lee, most definitely on my left here. Thank you. You know, people have been saying to me, you know, we don't hear from Jeff like we used to, so let's see why that is. <laughs> As I give the microphone to Jeff. You mean we're hearing from him more. <laughs> Gosh, Michael, you caught me by surprise again. Um, so how's everyone doing today? I guess we covered that. Um, this has been a treat. Thank you. Michael. <laughs> That's why, okay, in a nutshell. All right, very good. And uh, in all the news that isn't, a U-Haul pod with uh, Melania's dowry from Slovenia is already on the White House lawn. And I'm afraid the goats are going to die by January 20th. So. <laughs> well, fine. Uh, the Manhattan hillbillies, that's what I call them. They're coming to the White House. Uh, after the Obama-Trump Trump meeting, thank you. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Thank you very much. Thank you. Manhattan hillbillies. Okay. And insights. Bound to have one eventually. Uh, after the Obama-Trump meeting at the White House, Trump called Obama a good man, but that's the same thing he said about Charlie Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Trump was a bit subdued during the meeting since he doesn't speak Swahili. Ooh, thank you for that as well. Uh, so much to do with Donald's first 100 days. Uh, pretty much it'll be over by the time he gets uh, in office. Uh, Eric's in charge of the transition, so it could take longer than 100. 
Uh, first order of business, a shock collar for Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Cabinet Post tough call. Newt has, nothing, has, has not left the Trump Tower lobby for two weeks now. He's just sitting there, even though he's not bigly anymore. <laughs> uh, barring indictment, Chris Christie's a shoe-in for transportation. Uh, we're looking at David Duke at Housing and Urban Development. Uh, Michael Cohn, the Trump tax lawyer, who never explained the tax code to Donald, actually. Uh, we'll leave uh, Dewey cheating and how for Attorney General. Trump Jr. will be Secretary of State because he's, uh, life is like a bag of skillets, ladies and gentlemen. Skittles. Boy, that was good. Tequila. Oh, they're so smooth. Uh, Baron will be will held uh, will will held the children. Baron will head. Uh, Baron will head the children's crusade. Okay, forget that. Anyhow, or at the EPA, the P is now petroleum. The Environmental Petroleum Association. Petroleum. The dinosaurs wanted us to have it. Uh, Trump reaches out to women with his Women's Reproductive Privileges Act because it is a privilege. Uh, Our bodies, yourselves, the new book that's out now for the Trump people. Uh, IUDs and progressive lenses are out. No explanation given by the Trump people. Uh, doesn't seem to make sense. Abortion, of course, will be limited to Democratic women. Ooh, okay, fine. Okay, if we can't laugh, what can we do? Uh, there is a general sense of relief now that climate change is not a problem. <laughs> until Trump Mar-a-Lago is underwater and Trump has nowhere to drop the ball. And what do you do with a problem like Hillary? The base really expects to see Hillary behind bars like in all the memes they thought were real, but the feeling now is that home confinement with Bill could be much greater punishment. (laughs) Of course, the lawyers, the Trump lawyers, will need to establish legally that uh, being Hillary is a crime. And, of course, they'll be looking at the Bill of What I Say is Rights. So much to do. But Rome didn't burn in a day, you know. And other, other news that isn't, if any, uh, you can now get in your car and get recreationally high in Massachusetts, do a pit stop in Denver, and refuel in California for the trip back. So it's a wonderful world after all. Yes, it is. Recreational marijuana. Who would have thought of that? No idea in my day that it could be recreational. Uh, 57% of Democrats blame Stephen uh, Colbert for the election loss, and 43% say Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) Scientists find that Neanderthal DNA was purged from the human genome by party registration. (laughs) The November supermoon, the closest since 1948 when Dewey was Hillary. The Klan celebrates a Trump victory with a tasteful burning tea. Not the whole, it's nice, it's not the whole cross thing. Uh, Calling Trump victory the end of the world, Trevor Noah builds an ark. (laughs) The Democrats are not in disarray, they're always like that, so that's the good news there. (laughs) If we had a presidential playoff system, Bernie could now face Trump in the best of seven games. (laughs) Presidential playoffs is what I'm saying. This system has got to go. Uh, showing premature zeal, immigration officials gather up Melania an illegal alien sweep. <laughs> and he's about ready to let him have her, you know? I think he's kind of through with her. In sports in the election, Colin Kaepernick takes a knee to voting. Jay Cutler supports Trump, remains a loser. <laughs> Tom Brady says his Brazilian wife told him to SFU about his love for Donald Trump. So if she's rounded up and deported, it's her own damn fault. Oh, jeez. And finally, the Packers say they know what it's like when the pundits expect you to win. That's all the news that is it. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course, we got a little something a little here because if Thanksgiving is coming up. We got this, you know, our little Thanksgiving prayer thing. You got the music for that, I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, a little Nana Shevitz music, please. <laughs> for the dessert, dessert errata, a prayer of thanksgiving, because it's coming up real soon. And this is our prayer for thanksgiving. Go resignedly to the folks, remembering it's just for a few hours. Though you must make appearances at her side as well as your own, eat with as much relish as you can muster. For this too shall pass. Choose carefully your words, gingerly stepping around your cousin Leah's latest fiasco with the Arthur Murray instructor. And ask not about Marlene. Let on not that you've heard these stories before and utter them not aloud simultaneously, nor anticipate the punchlines. Chew with vigor and bite thy tongue, for the bird hath been cooked since Tuesday. <laughs> Yet praise it tenderly, for it never heard a compliment in life. Be sage about the dressing, though you know not the origin of the little hard things. Should you bite into a wedding ring, return it with discretion. Though it resembles syrup, pour not the Manischewitz on the sherbet. Avoid your Uncle Lou, he is vexatious to the spirit. Kick not your little brother under the table, but show the forbearance of the season and pound him later. <laughs> Picture Naomi and the kids as alien life forms and learn from them. Shout not at Graham, for she heareth what she chooseth. Though you take on much wine, sing not the Barbara of Seville, nor show undue attention to your niece, who has become quite the young lady. If belch thou must, let it not herald the start of a contest. Mince no words over the pie, which passeth all understanding. Above all, say nothing on the ride home, even though the temptation to cite what might have happened but didn't be great. For that, give silent thanks, resolving to firm up those plans for Aruba over Christmas. Amen. A prayer of thanksgiving. It's traditional. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Stephanie? Thanksgiving, I think I'm going up north to spend the holidays with Pete and his family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. What, are they, what, what do they do up there, up north? Uh, they are going to make a lot of food, and I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What, what sort of people are they up there? Um, in the north? We're in north Minnesota, in Minnesota? Yep. In Schaefer, Minnesota, close to Osceola, Wisconsin. Oh. So just across the border. They, ce they celebrate uh, that holiday up there? <laughs> they in do. In Minnesota? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and what do they make the turkey in the garage and uh, boiling uh, it in oil? In a I actually don't know. This is my first holiday no. spent with Pete. Do you want to explain no. what you all do? <laughs> no, we don't care about Pete. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is getting pretty serious now if you're spending Thanksgiving. Well, I guess I spent Easter with Pete's family. Well, this is getting so, but seriously for serious. For me, Easter, I don't really celebrate Easter. So for me, it was ham day, which I think is what Pete's family does anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Non, non secular. Thanksgiving is a big thing. You know, well, we used to Thanksgiving, celebrate that, I would love to go home because I haven't had a Thanksgiving at home in years. Yeah. But it's just, it's kind of far going to Kentucky. So. Well, farther than Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, it's not that <laughs> it far. Is. I mean, you know. It's like twice the distance of Minnesota. <laughs> So. Your father will just be sitting home alone. He you know, he is really sad about it. Probably it makes, watching makes the really Wildcats sad. by himself. Yeah. In the Aww, guys. It's best we don't talk about it. I think. Yeah. Don't shame me. Well, I then what, Christmas, what are you doing Christmas? Then? Christmas, I'm going home to spend with my family. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Do you Traditionally, do you have like, a big family gathering then? Or? Uh, not a huge family gathering because no. my family is the only part of our family that lives in Kentucky. Everyone oh. else wants to live in California. So. Oh, they're in California? Uh, yep. So my brother and myself and my mom and dad, we usually spend Christmas and we usually invite some... Uh, a Jew. Exchange students. You invite a Jew usually. <laughs> we, I usually get invited, you know, honestly, not for years, <laughs> but I mean, not now so much. People ignore me now, but... It was there is the old invite a Jew to Christmas, you huh. know, make up for all the, you know, what happened in between. Yeah. So I, I just got some of the invite a Jew to Christmas things, and I always felt awkward, but it was nice. It was nice. Same time it was nice. Yeah. We usually try to invite. Someone. You do eat ham, don't you? <laughs> okay, so, you know. 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> if you want to come to Kentucky and spend Christmas with us, you're welcome to. Yeah, is there a nice ham? Or I don't know what we're doing this year. That's Maybe a, a duck? Yeah. I don't know. A duck? Yeah. <laughs> good. Yes. A duck is a good yeah. idea. Or, or a goose. A goose? Never had You got goose. the big family thing going, John, for the holidays? What about Thanksgiving? Oh, nothing. Are you cooking? No. No? I have to go to my sister-in-law Bernie's house. She cooks. <laughs> oh, okay. But you're, in general, you're the cook for these at your house, aren't you? I am the cook, yeah. 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 But I don't do the big holiday. Don't do the holiday thing. thing got to draw a line somewhere. Got to draw the line somewhere, yeah. yeah. Then and I go to my sister's at Christmas, and I make her, feel, make her feel really sorry for me that I cook and I do the dishes all year. So she says, okay, you know, just, you know, you don't have to do anything. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to the story. And then, uh, <laughs> hi, Jeff. Thanksgiving, big uh, event there at the uh, Hammond. We're not sure yet. We might go to the Dells. Might go to the Dells. <laughs> the Dells. Oh, a traditional Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's a traditional at the taffy Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. All right. All that's going on. Uh, you guys feel like playing a little number since yeah, I got we'll play you a little here. number here. Yeah. yeah. What do you feel like playing? This is a tune called Look for the Silver Lining. Uh, oh, that's a wonderful song. Very well timed. Well, who wrote that song? Sorry to interrupt your count there. Start your count again. What? Who? I'm a famous. Okay, fine. One, two, three, four. Got it. Thank you. 
Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So keep looking for that. <laughs> it's there somewhere. Jeff, a lot of uh, young people say, I'd love to play the bass, but you have to know music to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you should know music to do it. <laughs> All right, so kids, know music and then play the bass. It's not just a, it's not as easy as it looks, right? There's more to it than you would think. Sure. It is not as easy as it looks, and there's more to it. <laughs> and uh, my job too, really. It looks easy. But then you got to walk downstairs when you've had a few shots. And it... <laughs> All right. Uh, Trish Mosier is here. Oh, you're right here. Okay. Well, we keep talking to each other. It's basically been your show, Trish. How are you? I've been watching you, I mean, listening to you for 30 years. Really? Yes. Have I changed much? Um, well, you're more understandable now. <laughs> Did you find me not understandable at first? Well, we had a German exchange student with us in 1987. <laughs> and they brought the group to Madison to your show. And when she returned to Racine, she, I said, Did you have a good time? And she said, I'm not sure what just happened. <laughs> I get that a lot, though. You th and, and, but now you think they would know what happened? Um, <laughs> yes. You, you slowed down. You slowed down. You're, you're, you're. Yes, I know, and I forget things right in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, so that's, that's good. That's, though. And that's a nice feature. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I think she might get it a little more because her English is better. But when she didn't have the English, she totally no. did not know. No, and I didn't either in those yeah, days. I got that impression. Yeah. yeah. It's my second language. My first language is gibberish. And English is a second language for me. So then I started listening to your program, and I totally understood what she meant. So how, do you, how would you compare and contrast Arizona and Racine, Wisconsin? Um, Pretty much the same? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I would say when we moved to Arizona, Wisconsin was a pretty rational state, and it was hard to leave. And then as politics in Arizona deteriorated, we kept threatening our kids to move back to Wisconsin. And then Arizona started looking better. <laughs> and now, with Sheriff Joe gone, it's, we're looking forward to going home on Monday. <laughs> All right, let's hear it for irrationality in the state of Wisconsin, ladies and gentlemen. Very nice to see you. Thank you for making my show worthwhile. You are quite welcome. Yes. It's really fun to meet you, Michael. Oh, it's pretty fun to meet you, too. All right. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. Trish, Mosier, or you say Mosier? Mo uh, in France, we say Mosier, but in, in Arizona, we say Mosier. I love it. Uh, I'm happy we talked to her. She played the question. Uh, Gregory Gavin. Poetry and middle management. <laughs> Two things that don't usually occur together. Is that, which one do you uh, uh, call your own? Both of them? You're a middle management, you're a middle management poet? I, I actually middle manage poets, yeah. No, I just the poetry I write and manage. From. You are, so you are a poet? I hope so. Yeah. I would like to think. Does yours rhyme? Not always. No. Just like. Yeah. Why should it rhyme? It doesn't have to. No. And middle management, that shouldn't rhyme either. Last I checked, it doesn't. Yeah. And where do you do that at? Um, I do it for Paragon Development Systems here. We do uh, tech support for EMRs, electronic medical records. A single idea what you just said. Well, you know, like if you're looking to get it's poetry to me because I don't understand it. <laughs> if only it were. Um, so if you're looking to get information about your, you know, visit to the doctor, yeah. you might call people that work for me yeah. to help you find that online. You pry it out of you. It's hard to get well, that. You no, know, not out of us directly, just to get it from uh, the ether or the internet. <laughs> Sometimes we decide which it is, the ether. Why is this a job for a poet, though? Shouldn't a poet be looking at higher things than trying to pry information out of one? It's been my experience that poetry doesn't actually make so much money. <laughs> it's not uh, a career that's easily made. Yeah. 
that short one you want to recite for us right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you anyhow. And then, uh, uh, are you published? I'm not. But does that matter anymore or doesn't? Because does poetry get published? Where does it go? I think, I think it sticks on the internet or inside or just, I scribble a lot, as you might tell from my card. Yeah, I can't read it at all, so. That's how I operate. Yeah, so I a catheter here. <laughs> Something about a catheter. Catheter, Nebraska, is that where you're from? That's where I grew up, yeah. It's a very difficult place to live. <laughs> you're, well, you're well connected, I'll say that. It's easy to pass through, but it's a difficult place to live. Nice to meet you. You as well, I appreciate being here. I bet you're a good poet, too. I'd like to hear it sometime. Let's send us some poetry here. We'll, get... we'll pry it out of you, like my medical records. Uh, two Kiwis say, play with cheese. Uh, that's what it says on uh, yeah, okay, oh, all right, all right. Oh, he's from New Zealand, that's why he's a Kiwi. All right. And he plays with cheese, and he's over here, and I'm gonna go win through the, we're doing a lounge thing. It's kind of nice as the lounge, isn't it? It's great. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought too. And uh, you're, you're both Kiwis? Yes. We, uh, you, be, you better talk to my wife. She, she knows more than I do. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> My wife knows more. Well, I mean, well, but you're, you're both, you wrote this, didn't you? We're both Kiwis, yes. She says I talk too much, so. Yeah. Well, not right now, you're not. <laughs> you can pipe up a little more. I couldn't fit much more on the page, actually. Yeah. So I, I wrote big. I wrote big. Okay, now I'm through with you. I'm going to talk to your wife. Uh, uh, and your, your name is? Don. Don and? Kirsten. Kirsten, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yes. And uh, are you living here now? Yes, we are. Yeah. Here is it a? Madison a lot like uh, Christchurch? Mm, yeah. yeah, probably, yes. yes yeah, yeah. It's often referred to in the same expletive. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. It's a very nice place. We're enjoying it a lot. So how did that work then from, to go from New Zealand uh, to Madison? How, what was the course that you took oh, to get here? My husband ha had a job opportunity here at, the, at UW. So, oh. Yeah. That's what brings us. Does he still have the opportunity or did he lose that opportunity? He still, he still has it. He's hanging on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you just tagged along? I did indeed, yes. Was it a big uprooting for you to leave New Zealand? Uh, no, not really. We were just at the right stage in our lives. Our yeah. sons were uh, young adults. They'd moved out. So yeah. Where did they move out to? Australia? No, no. Still in New Zealand. Still in New Zealand. Do you have to stay in New Zealand generally if you're born there? No, most New Zealanders travel. That's what we're famous for. We, oh, don't, we don't stay home. No, you go back home eventually, but... And then what have you come to do here in, in Madison? Uh, nothing. Wonderful. So that worked out. I'm like the young man over here. I, I, I stay in bed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes, I was just going to say, I, your government didn't, doesn't let me work here, so I'm taking full advantage by being a tourist, basically. Yeah. You can't work here because of the visa or what? Yes, yeah. Well, can't Don, I mean, Don, are you a citizen here now, Don? No, 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 no. They wouldn't want me. Of course they'd want you. <laughs> They, oh, they want my expertise, but that's about all. Yeah, see, because you're valuable, uh, you get value. What is your expertise? I'm a food scientist. We need that. You do. You need them in the, in the dairy plants all around the state. Yeah. But I'm not talking about anyone. They won't let them in the country. Well, we should definitely work on that. Uh, do we have a lawyer here, an immigration lawyer? Because he's a food scientist at the UW. At UW, that's right. What is your specialty within that realm? Uh, cheese. Uh, Babcock. You're a cheese guy. Who knows Babcock Hall here? <laughs> apparently, apparently it's famous for ice cream. And I actually had one yesterday, so yeah. it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So what is that again? What? The thing that everyone applauded? <laughs> ice cream. No, before that. Babcock Hall. What did he just say? What you <laughs> Babcock Hall. Go to buy your oh, Babcock Hall. <laughs> God, I thought it was something so exotic and I felt so stupid. It's just Babcock. Are you involved with Babcock Hall? All I can say is bloody Americans, they don't understand English. Okay? <laughs> Australians can't understand you either. You know, I don't understand it. You're like, how many miles apart? We couldn't understand Australia. We don't want to know Australians, okay? Yeah. A bit like you and Canadians. But, let's, let's just. Yes. Let's. let's uh, Narrow it down a little bit more. Your field of expertise in particular is? Cheese. 
<laughs> All right, but if we go within the cheese realm, are you an enzyme guy or what is it? What I came over here to do was uh, develop programs to train all your uh, cheese plant workers so they know what the hell they're doing. So all the guys making processed American cheese now have a deeper understanding of it, is that what you're saying? I would not touch processed cheese, and I can't understand why you put that orange stuff in your cheese. cheese. It's supposed to look like cheese, that's <laughs> Cheese is not orange. Come on, get over yourselves. <laughs> or is it? I guess I've never seen it, come to think of it. <laughs> You look at what comes out of the out of the cow. That's not orange. <laughs> that's not cheese either. I got news for you. That's touche. Touche. Thank you very much. And it's hard to get a touche from a New Zealander. I'll tell you. All right. All right. So good. But so things are good, and I hope. Uh, and, and nice to see you here. And I love the T-shirt. What do you know? The undead. You got that? I got that one. Yeah. Okay. And so my question was: Will you be pre running for president next time round? Me. I'm qualified now. I never thought I was before. So that's encouraging. And if not, at least governor, surely. Yeah, okay, let's not go there. I'll tell you that. Really is almost lost. Almost on a high note, ended it. Uh, all right, let's see anything else here. Does anyone else here want to play the quiz? I wonder if we get, you know, we had, we had pretty good luck, I say, the first quiz, but uh, I don't know, some of the, yes? Who? No, he doesn't want to. He does? Oh, you know what he wants, do you? She thinks she knows what you want. She's what? My mother-in-law. Of course, they know what you want, don't they? Yes, they do. You want their daughter. Yes, they do. Do you want to play the quiz? Sure, I will. What's your name? Uh, Michael. Michael Krukowski. Okay, I'll call you Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Give me one good reason, Michael, you, you deserve to play this quiz. Uh, because she said so. And she's your mother-in-law. Okay, come on up here. Michael Krukowski is going to join us on the What Do You Know stage at the High Noon for another round of the fabulous, historic, and well-documented What Do You Know quiz. Michael, if you come over here, please, and just sit in that chair there and say, this is empty. Okay. Uh, oh, you have to send one up. That's yes, that way. And Michael, what are you doing these days? I am a paralegal. You are. Yeah. So you can see visions. Yes. Of spiritual of, of beings legalities. without them actually being there. Right. And do you do like a de haunting of houses kind of thing, or is it? If I'm asked to, yes. Yeah. Well, that's really a cool thing. Is that what you've always done? Uh, for. 40-some years, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you ever graduate into being illegal? <laughs> At a certain point, no. did you think, well, I'm going to be illegal. No, I'll Love stick... this paralegal thing. Yeah, no, sticking with paralegal. Yeah, well, that's cool. What do you do for kicks, though, Michael? Uh, play music. You read, do? You play books. What do you play? 20-some uh, instruments. Uh, you play 20-some instruments? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you have 19-some of them here? You uh, no. Any one of them here? N none in my pockets, no. Really? So you're just a musical by nature? Is that always I just came... loved music, yes. Yeah, came easily. What was the first thing that you picked up? Was it? First instrument I picked yeah. up was a harmonica from my oh, grandfather. Well, that's unfortunate. But did you get, once you got past that... Once I got past that, it was an accordion up? from my grandfather. Okay, and then but the third one... Third <laughs> one's the charm. Third one was the clarinet. Okay, so the fourth one, though, is... I know it, and from there, I decided to become popular yeah. and learn guitar. Okay, guitar. <laughs> that didn't take you that long. And uh, do you just have, a, do you have like, uh, natural uh, harmonies in you and stuff? I think and, so. And ability yes. and so forth? Yeah. So you could, could you sit down at John's piano here and uh, pick not something? Not so much, no. No? Piano you don't do? No. Jeff's bass here, you could stand uh, with that bass and you You could... know, it, it's a problem because it's fretless. Oh, you need a friend. I, okay, sit down, yeah. John. Yeah. You guys are good. Yeah, no, you're Very okay. Very good. You're okay. <laughs> and you're an appreciator. That's the important thing. Okay, okay. I might have to change. Sit down, John. Sit down. You're sitting too much? Is that what you're saying? Sitting is a killer. Sitting is a killer. 
And uh, you, uh, are you, you seem very trim. Are you uh, a health fanatic, too? You do a little uh, working out and uh, marathons? Not or, enough. No? Some not swimming, enough. perhaps? I, I, I do some running, but some no, running? Not, not enough. You don't, you don't? I will be at the Burby Derby this year. Oh. The Burby Derby? Yes. I'm sorry, I missed it. What is that? Uh, it's a uh, 5K. Well, it's a walk or run okay. on Thanksgiving morning. It's oh. become a family tradition. Oh. Uh, thanks to our sister-in-law. And um, yeah, you're quite the extended family, aren't you? Never had yeah. hangs together. We, it's we nice. go. Yes. It's nice. I'll tell you where we're booked uh, next weekend. Yeah, where are you booked? <laughs> you, you're just I'm told when you show up, right? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Very cool, Michael. All right, some out there will play along with you on this quiz. We do have a qualifying quiz, but, but we have a number, don't we? We do. That number is 608-250-3222. So they'll pick up the phone and dial that number and answer this qualifying question. What if question. they're not good with numbers and need like a mnemonic? Uh, they could try that. 608 Aloba. Ba? Ba, like a sheep. <laughs> and it's aloe spelled bleat way. So I don't know if that's any easier. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> all right, the average, this is according to Netflix, and the average time it takes to binge watch an entire first season of a typical show. Uh, and I'll give you a multiple choice here. This is a little hard. Is it 48 hours, 72 hours, or a week? If you're going to binge the typical popular show on Netflix, how long will it take you? That's the qualifying question. Let's go to uh, Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and Paul. Hey, Paul. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are things in Poplar Bluff? Uh, finally feeling like fall down here. It is, really? You got change of season there, the colors and so forth? Yeah, it was like 90 degrees for like six months, and now it's finally down to uh, 70. Oh, really? That's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry to hear it, Paul. And yeah. uh, how, how's your day going? What do, what do you got planned for today? Uh, not much. This is about it. This is it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad if you're listening to YouTube or watching it, and that's, that's your whole day. Tonight, nothing going on? Are you going out uh, for? Uh, actually, I'm going tonight to to Joe Diffie at the Rogers Theater. You're going to see who at the Rogers Theater? Joe Diffie. Oh, our Joe Diffie. Yeah. The great Joe Diffie. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's cool. That's cool. You going with someone? Are you going with family? No, I'm just going myself. By yourself? Okay. Big Joe Diffie fan? No, I just wanted to go. Okay. <laughs> Is there one Joe Diffie number that you like better than, uh, that, that, that you always think of with him? No. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, all right, here's the, oh, here's, did you hear the question? No, I haven't heard it yet. Okay, the average time it takes to binge watch an entire first season of a show, according to Netflix, is it 48 hours, 72, or a week? Uh, 72? I'm sorry, what? Uh, 72? I'm sorry, what? 48? I didn't hear you. A week? A week, yes, a week, oh. exactly. How do you like that, Paul? I'm okay. not reception so bad. Yeah, I know. It's this it's, it's YouTube thing. Uh, Paul, this is Michael. He's uh, uh, paralegal and plays every instrument. Oh, good. Yes, hello, Paul. Yeah. Do you play instruments as well, Paul? Oh, I used to play the trombone in high school. Oh, the trombone in high school, but that killed it off for you? For, or <laughs> were you yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a difficult instrument, isn't it, the trombone? Do you play the trombone? I started clarinet, and uh, yeah. do I, I do there's not nothing, play trombone. nothing like a trombone, no. Nothing like a trombone. No, because it's infinite as far as that That's slide true. goes. There's no frets it, on it's it. It's like fretless. It's fretless, yeah. <laughs> okay, Paul and Michael, you are a team right now. You work together, and uh, we have various categories, don't we? We do. Those categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school, had you been paying attention, science, and odds and ends. Paul, you pick the first category. What would you like? Uh, it's science. Science, okay. I just happen to have that right here. Do chicks in a nest where there's family conflict tend to exaggerate their need for food? Okay, chicks are baby birds. Talking yeah, I got that. Uh, in a nest where there's family conflict. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. the o overlay. Do they tend to exaggerate their need for food? Uh, I probably guess they would. And I would agree. Yes, of course, yeah. they do. Naturally, who wouldn't under those circumstances? Yes. 
A lot of family conflict in the average nest. That's one right, and the remaining categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school, and odds and ends. Michael? Uh, I'm a little afraid of the topic, but I will pick current events. You'll, you're afraid of current events? No need. We've filtered this. Uh, okay, uh, Britain's National Sperm Bank went out of business. <laughs> Wait, you lost me at sperm bank. <laughs> okay, Britain's, I'll put that in there. Britain's national, they, have a nas they started the National Sperm Bank in Britain because apparently they, there's not a lot of it naturally occurring. I have no idea why. <laughs> Let me start again. Britain's National Sperm Bank stopped recruiting donors after how many Brits showed up? Seven, three, or none? Well, what do you think? Um, I would say seven. Paul? Uh, sounds good with me. Seven is right. Yeah, seven yeah. Brits showed up. Okay. Wasn't enough, apparently. Or maybe the quality was a factor. Oh. Yes. All right, that's two right. And the remaining categories are people, places, doing things great. you should have learned in school, guys are doing great. and odds and ends. All right, Paul, back to you. Uh, how about things you should have learned in school? Things you should have learned in school. I had to be paying attention. Mm -hmm. Are most bears right or left-handed? Well, 50-50 chance on this one. <laughs> uh, that's not up my paralegal alley. Uh, yeah. I would go with left-handed. Okay. Well, le left pod. Yes, good point. <laughs> okay. No, I'm sorry. They're right-handed. Oh. I thought everyone knew oh. that. They always lead when they're jabbing your fight a bear. They always give you lead, the right lead jab. With the right. I always give you the right jab. That would be. That's two right, one wrong, and the remaining categories. You sound disappointed, Stephanie. Oh yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> I feel a little bad for them. I thought it was so obvious. Oh. <laughs> the remaining categories are people, places. Did you never fight a bear? I was trying to picture that scene from The Revenant where the bear comes yeah. and like mauls him, and I was that trying. Was a right. That I was wasn't a right. actually. I was. Yeah. See, I was that thinking was right. that, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might have fried a bear once. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so the remaining categories, again, are people, places, and odds and ends. Is it back to Paul? Yes. I think it's his turn. Oh, Michael? Oh, uh, odds and ends. Odds and ends. Okay, that's fine. Uh, all right. You're, if your index finger is shorter than your middle finger... Uh, you are more likely to A, pick your nose with your middle finger, B, very unlikely to point, <laughs> do that because it doesn't make much of an impression, or C, be athletic. Should I read this again? This doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me in, in the rereading of it. Your index finger is shorter than your, your middle finger, your bird flipper. Mm -hmm. uh, you are much more likely to A, pick your nose with your middle finger, B, very, be very unlikely to point, or C, be athletic. Index well, finger is shorter. I'm go with C, maybe. I would go with C. Yes, C, B, be athletic, exactly. Whoa. Oh, we won. Michael, if you've ever wondered how many people have leftovers in their refrigerator more than four weeks old, you can find out in Michael Feldman's classic, What Do You Knowledge? All you need to know about this and that and then some. Paul, hearken to the sounds of yesteryear, listening to John Tuline and the What Do You Know Band with Jeff Eccles and Clyde Stubblefield on a tape cassette with genuine Dolby system noise reduction. Oh, that's good Congratulations stuff. to both of you. Dolby noise reduction. Michael, nice to meet you. Pleasure. Pleasure. Paul, hang on for a second. We'll make sure you get that to you. Thanks for calling. Thank and you. Congratulations. Coming up here now, we've got something that you're going to remember for a lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to ask the gentleman in Malo Dua to come to our stage right now. We'll set up here. We got, we got a situation here where Hawaii meets France which doesn't often happen. We're going to find out how that happened in the first place. Let's just take a second here to, to set up. Because I, how are you doing, Chris? Uh, did you call me this morning? Because there was a call, and I saw some guy named Chris. I, I did try to call you this morning. Yeah. Yeah. 
Was there a problem? I don't know. Well, um, Cedric got here and, and he felt like he wasn't expected to be here. So oh. just clearing just clearing that we were actually gonna be on the stage today. Oh yeah, no, it's we cool. stuck around though, we're still here. Yeah. We're happy to be here. So. That's good. Just so Chris, sure. people are wondering, you know, how does Hawaii meet France? Uh, generally it doesn't seem to happen. Well, um, uh, it's we we've kind of had we had this duo for a while, and um, the uh, from the beginning it's been about kind of mashing divergent acoustic styles together. Cedric yeah. is uh, he's from France, uh, but he plays like a Kentucky finger picker, Chet Atkins, that style. And yeah. I'm an American, but I play like a French jazz guitar player, Django yeah. Reinhardt. So so that was the start, and uh, we just kind of uh, it was an evolution of sound basically. So. Yeah. Um, we both kind of fell in love with some of this uh, early Hawaiian music. All of our, all of our uh, favorite musics are early music, uh, you know, 1920s, 30s, 40s. And yeah. there's actually a surprising amount of early American jazz that crosses over into early Hawaiian music as well, yeah. back in the vaudeville era. And Cedric, so. over in France there, how did you pick up all these, uh, these picking? Oh, where's my mic? I didn't. I did it here, actually. Oh, yeah, you did. I have a very good friend in uh, Austin, Texas, who is a great finger picker. Yeah. And I saw him play once here. I've been living here on and out for 20 years. Yeah. And I thought that's what I want to do. Yeah. But did you, did you, you play, though, in France? I did. Very yeah. uh, much different style. Yeah. What style did you have over there? Completely irrelevant and boring. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have liked it. I'm sort of that way myself. And, and now uh, your style is, uh, what would you describe it as? Uh, this is very much traditional finger-picking, three-finger finger-picking style, developed by a man named Merle Travis, mostly. Merle Travis, From of Kentucky. The great Merle Travis. The great Merle Travis. Of the great state of Kentucky. Of the great state of Kentucky. All right. And what are you going to do here for us? What's this first one? Uh, this first tune is one that Chris wrote. We play a lot of old Hawaiian music, and we also play French music, because I can't sing it, and he made me. So uh, we're going to play one of each, one little Hawaiian-flavored tune, and then uh, French Swing. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks. Sounds good.
Thank you. Now, I guess the big, the, uh, Chris, you're from around here, right? I am, I'm from Madison. Yes. How did you get Hawaiian? Um, well, uh, I've spent my whole professional playing career kind of looking back into the history of music, and uh, although I don't have a degree, I kind of think of myself as an ethnomusicologist or a music historian or whatever, and I, I've spent years and years playing Django Reinhardt's uh, early swing music and just, you know, falling in love with, with all forms of old music. Uh, I'm a 70 RPM record collector. And it's just kind of like, you know, uh, my gateway into steel playing and eventually into Hawaiian music was uh, learning initially how to play um, like Hank Williams style steel guitar, Western swing, electric steel. And just like with all other things, like I, I don't know why, but I just go older and older and older in my, uh, in my, uh, my love and my passion for, for music. So, you know, so the, the, the stuff that we're doing, like that last tune, is an original tune that I wrote, but it's definitely stylistic of like 1920s hot Hawaiian stuff. So, vaudeville era. Fabulous. It sounds great. Uh, and are you Christo now and not Chris? <laughs> Chris is good. So, so, uh, so this is partially Cedric's fault. I, my name is Chris, Chris, Christopher, whatever, but due to both Cedric and another uh, French uh, guy who I played in a band with the name Florian, they both independently of one another started calling me Christo as a nickname. So I just took it as a moniker, but, you know, Chris is good. You always be Chris to us. All right, sounds good. You're welcome. What's this one going to be? Uh, I think up next we're going to do another one. We have a brand new CD that's actually coming out today. Um... And it's uh, called Duo de Shock, and uh, this is a tune that's, um, it's called Hanchi. It's uh, an Eastern European folk tune, but it's also a tune that uh, the French vocalist Edie Piaf wrote a, uh, a lyric to. And so it's called Hanchi, but uh, they uh, may be a little bit more well-known uh, as uh, Johnny, right, Johnny? Johnny, Johnny, tu n'es pas un ange, was the original title. Johnny, you're not mm. an angel. So, but we like Hanchi's music, and... The reason for this is that Hanchi Weiss, uh, like, he's a Roma gypsy, a German gypsy jazz guitar player, and uh, so they did the original Europe, Eastern European folk tune with the Roma lyrics, and so it's kind of a mash, mishmash of the uh, EDPF and the, uh, the kind of French Eastern European yeah. gypsy music. So. Gypsy meets French music meets right. yep. you guys. Exactly. Here we are in Madison. <laughs> City release party is tonight at Tempest Oyster Bar at 9.30. It's a free show. If you don't have anything better to do, by all means. One, two, three, four. Hanchi, tu n'es pas un ange. Ne crois pas que Si tu me réveilles la nuit, c'est pour dire que tu t'ennuies, que tu veux une vie de rechange. Et quand revient le matin, tu t'endors sur mon chagrin. Hanchi, tu n'es pas un ange. Hanchi, Hanchi, si tu étais plus galant. Hanchi, Hanchi, je t'aimerais tout autant. Oh 
Tu sauras un jour trouver pour leur chanter tes louanges. Dès que tu en seras lassé, elles seront vite oubliées. Anchi, tu n'es pas un ange. Anchi, Anchi, depuis que le monde est né. Anchi, Anchi, il faut tout Call in to play the quiz at 608-250-3222. Mine a mother load of What Do You Know nuggets at whatdoyouknow.net. Follow Michael on Twitter at myfeldman and slice the finished salami on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Need to get in touch? Email us on our private server, whatdoyouknow2, that's the number two, at gmail.com. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for listening. Catch us on iTunes. Love ya.